Welcome to Sorry, We're Booked, a podcast where two friends talk about books they love, books they hate, and everything in between. My name is Samantha. And my name is Dylan. And today we have a very exciting episode. Uh, I love to set goals and see uh, if I actually do what I plan out to do. And usually I can't, but this time we did because we're going to talk about, uh, we're doing a little update on our favorite movies of all time episode, which was our second episode. And Mm -hmm. if you remember, we each agreed that we would watch all five of our favorite movies before. Yes, we did. Some set (laughs) upon time, which is today. So we're Uh going to talk about those movies from favorite to least favorite. Or actually, maybe maybe we'll do least favorite to favorite just to build it up. Uh, And I'm not going to say anything about what I thought about those until the end because I... Uh, let's just say Sam had better luck than I did. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm not going to drag it too hard. I promise. I didn't hate it's, anything. It's okay. Uh, well, that's debatable. You know, one thing I hated, but anyway. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about our, our usual questions, uh, that we do every, every episode. So Sam recently, what have you read? What have you watched? Um, recently read. So I've been a little bit in, I don't know. I've been in kind of a slumpy mood recently. Um, And just, you know, other things happening in my life. I haven't read as much as I've wanted to, but that's okay. Sometimes you just have priorities other than reading, and that's that's totally fine. It's true. It's true. Um, So last episode, I know I was reading The Women of Troy by Pat Marker, which is a like retelling of the events that happened um, from the Trojan War, but from the perspective of the women that were involved in that. Um, I ended up giving that three stars for a couple of different reasons. Um, one of them being is they used like the R slur too many times for my, it's like, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. It's difficult because understandably so, this was written in a, you know, like from the perspective of like being in the Trojan War, but it wasn't necessary. Like there was literally not a single thing that was necessary about using that word. And then there were a couple of other, I don't know, just things that didn't, I didn't vibe super well with. I liked Silence of the Girls much, much better than Women of Troy. So gave it three stars. It wasn't terrible. If you enjoy um, things about the Trojan War, I would recommend it. I would say pick it up. And the only other book that I actually finished. So look, last time it was like five books. And this time it's only two. (laughs) Yeah. No, I lied to you. It's three. It's three. Oh my God. Okay. Um, One of them I won't be able to talk about though, because it's one of my five star predictions. So. So the other book that I finished was The Collective by Allison Galen which is a story about a woman whose daughter is murdered and her murderer basically gets off with nothing. He was like, she was 15 years old when she was murdered and it was a college student that did it. And it wasn't so much that she was murdered, but it was like kind of neglect more than anything. I think I've heard of that book. Isn't it like a book? Wasn't it a book in the month book? Like, yes, mm-hmm. it was, okay. um, thriller territory but in in this this mother's quest for not even justice I would say I wouldn't call it justice so it wasn't like her quest for justice but she was she finds herself on like a message board and she's like her life is kind of falling apart she finds herself on this message board basically they're like 
what if you could kill your daughter's killer? And she's like, what? Sign me the fuck up. And it's kind of the story of that. Um, I mean, it was it was pretty fine for a standard thriller. It was okay. It wasn't anything like crazy compelling. I will say the twist at the end was pretty good. Is it a standalone or? Yeah, it's a standalone. Mm-hmm. I've been interested in that book uh, a few times uh, because I just love a revenge story. Yes. Oh, if so, you like a revenge story, you'll love this. Do you think it delivers on that at least? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Because I'm actually reading one right now, which we'll get into, obviously. But I nothing can take me away from revenge story. I just I just think it's so f- fun, especially when it's a woman. Yes, you'll. I I feel like you would probably enjoy it. Like. I, I definitely I ended up giving it like three and a half stars. Um, I found it to be enjoyable. The audiobook was well produced. Like I would definitely um, recommend. And then uh, the last book that I read was Sundial by Katrina Ward, which was one of my five star predictions. So I'm not going to talk about what my rating was or what I thought about it. And we'll talk about that whenever we do our follow up. Um, just know I will say I liked it. That's Better than not liking it. <laughs> you are right about that. Um, and then what have I watched? I watched Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't know why, because when I tell you that shit was terrible. Do your thing, cuz. <laughs> oh, my God. I screamed with rage. I screamed with rage. It that, was awful. I don't really like any of the Texas Chainsaw films. Uh, even the first one, like I think, is like kind of mid like i understand it's like a classic it's just not it's right. just not my thing uh but i i mean i find some of the newest entries just like fun even if they are just like terrible like i don't go into one of those movies expecting anything good these days like right. uh, i've watched the just like a beale one have you seen that one yeah that one is like pretty decent actually that was uh, the first time i actually watched a texas chainsaw was that particular one do you scared like the one? shit out of me yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then 3D, like, it's, 3D is terrible, but it's so much fun. Like, I just, whenever I want to watch, like, a stupid movie that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, that's one of the movies, like, I always think of watching again. I could, I could see that. And then, uh, have you seen the Netflix one, the newest one? No, I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. I, I know that you, you said that it wasn't terrible. I think you might enjoy that one. It's, it definitely has the stupidness of 3D, but also... Um, it's a little bit more serious, so I think you. Yeah. I think you would enjoy that one. I do definitely want to watch that one. I, it's just like one that I haven't, but I watched that one, and then I also watched the newest Scream, which I'm not going to talk about because <laughs> because um, we will be doing a episode where we talk about the Scream franchise as a whole. We will have a guest with us, and we're really excited. So I'll talk about my thoughts on that. During that episode, are you excited? No, I'm. I'm ex- so excited. I love the Scream franchise, so I I'm so excited to have an entire episode dedicated to it. Um, and then the last thing that I watched was, and you're gonna love this for obvious reasons. Um, I watched Spider Man No Way Home. Oh my gosh, tell me all about it. Which Twitter <laughs> film Twitter is hating on this movie right now. I don't understand why. Like I. Full disclosure, I watched it because I've not seen any of the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. It's right. not because I dislike him. It's just, I don't know. I just I just haven't. But um, I was, I saw the trailers for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. And that's, that's really where they're setting that up is in No Way Home. So I was like, okay, well, I feel like I'm, I need a little bit more context. Um, so I did watch that. 
I mean, I really liked it. Like it definitely gave like some emotion, some feel at the end. And I really loved the, all of the Spider-Mans together, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like Mm -hmm. I loved that. Their dynamic was really, really good. And I loved the whole, like each of them are different at different points in their like Spider-Man lives or whatever. You know, you have like Tobey Maguire. He's like, he's been there. He's done that shit. Like he's, he's much more like well-adjusted, I guess you would say. You have Andrew Garfield, which is in the very middle of all of his shit. He's very jaded mm-hmm. um, just from, like, the things that he says. And then you have, you know, Tom Holland. He's kind of, like, he's very young. He's right at the the beginning. And they're, like, giving him advice and stuff. And I just loved that. Um, yeah. I thought that they did a really good job with it. Visually, it was really good. Like, I, I would recommend. I think I gave it. Yeah, I did. I gave it five stars. No Way Home is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and probably my, my, my favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I just love how it ties everything together. Because, I mean, Tom Holland was never my favorite Spider-Man either, which I think mm-hmm. you should go back and watch those. I think he would like them. Uh, mm-hmm. But No Way Home is just visually so pretty and beautiful. Uh, there's this scene, which a little spoiler, not really too spoilery, but uh, Tom Holland is being the fuck out of Green Goblin, just like punching him in the face. Like, yes. Like, one. I thought he was so hot right there. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it got a there, little dark. And then there's a scene where he is like right after that, where he's standing outside watching this big screen and he's like, has blood going down his face and like tears and like it's raining. I was like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had something new for Tom Holland started right then. I, I don't know what it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was all I've watched. What about you? What have you read? What have you watched? So I have, okay, I, haven't, I don't think I've told you about any of the books I've read, but Mm-mm. I have read two, basically three books since we last talked. Oh my God, who is she? I know, right? Who is she? They're all audiobooks, but that's okay. That's still reading. It doesn't matter. Format doesn't matter. Continue. It doesn't. I mean, and audiobooks are the superior format. Anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> I read uh, one of my five stars. I'll say I read it because I read the sequel as well. So I have to say that. Um, okay. So I read Finlay Donovan is Killing It by okay. L. Cosimano, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. I will not say what I thought about it, but I did like it. I did like it. So that's all you need to know. And then I read the sequel, Finlay Donovan Knocks Him Dead. And I gave that one about a three and a half to four stars. So okay. I, I, I decently enjoyed it. And then I am currently reading. I have like maybe 45 minutes left. It's called They Never Learn. This is by Lane Fargo. Have you heard of this? Is that the one it is red with the gate on the cover? Yes. Yes. I hear people talking about that a lot. It's been on my radar for quite some time. How are we feeling? Because it generally gets high reviews. I think you would really love it. Um, So far, I think it's going to be about a four star. Okay. So it basically follows this English professor who for years... She's been killing men who deserve it. Like, oh, you know, okay. Have, yeah, which I love. A, yes, revenge story. Yes, I'm, you know, I love a revenge story as we talked about. And so it follows her as she is trying to kill like her biggest kill yet. And then mm-hmm. there's another story of this uh, freshman who uh, goes to school at the same school that the professor is at and her best friend is sexually assaulted and she wants to get revenge so it's kind of like these two revenge stories and about how they kind of collide and come together 
Uh, and okay. it's lots of fun. I started the audiobook maybe like a day ago, so I'm already like, it's pretty fast. Uh, I think you would really enjoy it. It's really action-packed. Uh, I just love the mindset of like a psychopath. So, <laughs> What I, platform are you listening on? On Scribd. It is on Scribd. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I do have Scribd. So I think you would really well. enjoy that. And the audiobook is pretty, pretty decent too. So, uh, And then as far as watches, I saw X, which is a new uh, A24 film. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw this at the drive-in, uh, which was not a good night for that because it was storming. So Oof. we had to watch it like through the windshield wipers and it was just not a fun time. Uh, I gave this one like a three and a half. It's pretty hyped right now, I feel like. It uh, is. But my issue with it is that there, there's like a final girl, which is not a spoiler, but there's, there's a final girl. But you don't really ever get the final girl moment. Like it's mostly just about how cool the kills are. And like you mm, don't get the okay. final girl able to like have her own agency and like protect herself and like fight back which is like what i always look forward to in slashers so um i I still i think you would still enjoy it it's like pretty fucked up and like really fun so i think Mm -hmm. you'd really like it and then lastly i watched turning red which is the new disney plus uh oh yeah film it's about a uh a like 13 year old girl who and her family whenever uh, women become become of age, they turn into a red panda, <laughs> mm-hmm. which it's just it means crazy, but it's it's lots of fun. It takes place, I think, in the early two thousands in Toronto, so it's like a really cool atmosphere, and like it's during like the boy band craze. So she's like really obsessed with this boy band. It's kind of like in sync or like, right? Cool. Okay, you know, new kids on the block stuff like that. So. Uh, it's very fun. It's getting a lot of controversy right now because it talks about it periods. It really is. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I thought it was a really, really good, really good film. And I love any Disney movie at this point. But, yeah, it was really cute. I think you would like that one as well. So, I already talked about what I'm currently reading. So, what are you reading right now? Right now, I am actually listening to Double House by John Darnell, I think is how you say his last name. He's actually the vocalist um and i believe the lyricist for the band the mountain goats which i do not listen to full Mm -hmm. disclosure but this story is about a guy he's a true crime writer he's had like one decent success at which of like one of his books and it was turned into a film and you know a couple of other like mediocre things and so he's trying to you know recapture something Um, And he ends up buying this house and it's called Devil House. Now it's been renovated since the events that took place in this particular case that he is exploring. Um, Never really made it big in the news. It was big in the area, but it wasn't, it didn't like capture national media. Right. And so, so far it's kind of talking about like his process and how he discovers things, you know, about the cases and you know how he goes about like the writing process and he's also telling the story of the events that happened kind of at the same time and the writing is great it really is like I'm very much enjoying it um there was actually one moment where he's talking about I believe it's the book that he had his success with um that was turned into a film 
And he talks about the case and how it kind of turned into an urban legend in that area. You know, she became like the white witch of wherever the fuck they were from. And he goes into a lot of detail about like the events as they transpired and what they like turned into and just the way that he kind of describes it it makes you look at true crime and true crime writing a little bit differently and so I really feel like that's kind of what he's trying to do here and I think that it's I have such a love-hate relationship with true crime in general because I think Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to do responsibly um you know and not make it like exploitive um you know for the victims you Mm -hmm. know and i think that that's what he's touching on here so so far i'm really really digging it there was one moment where i actually like i'm listening to the audio i had to pause it and i just had to kind of sit with it for a second and like really think about what he said Mm -hmm. um it's like i'm really enjoying it but it's getting a lot of mixed reviews i was looking at goodreads and um Stephanie, who is the host of the Books in the Freezer podcast, um, Mm -hmm. she loved it. She gave it five stars. But I'm seeing a lot of like three and like three and a half, like people are finding it just very okay. Um, But it's it's really like it's hitting the things that I want it to hit. So I'm digging it. Anyway, that's the only thing that I'm reading right now. You know, I mean, there's some of those books that like for me, especially – that I've given like five stars to, but they're not necessarily a five star read for other people. I get uh, that. Even if it's just like, if it's like the atmosphere or I just really connected with the writing or the story and like other people found it mid, uh, mm-hmm. like, that just happens sometimes. So maybe it'll, yeah. maybe it'll be a five star for you. Who knows? I can agree with you. I think that the way that I'm feeling right now, I feel like it's going to be a five star. And when I started it, I didn't think that it was going to be. So I'm pleasantly surprised because it's been a while since I've had a five-star read honestly I'm consuming it very slowly that's the other thing in addition to the fact that I have you know multiple things ongoing in my life right now which is taking up a little bit more of my time so usually I'm reading more than one thing and right now I'm only reading one thing so that's pretty cool do you know what you want to read or watch next anything on your mind um you know what I want to read next Eric LaRocca just surprise released a novella. If you are familiar with Eric LaRocca, he is the author of Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke. Ugh, I... uh... Which a lot of people, it's very polarizing. Very. (laughs) It's very, very polarizing. And I happen to be one person that really enjoyed it. I was actually having a conversation with Christina about him and his writing today. Um, And I told her, I was like, don't read it. Do not, do not read it because you will not like it. I'm just like knowing her and what her tastes and stuff are. And it's, it's definitely very much like, you know, in the extreme realm of horror. Um, And this one is called, you've lost a lot of blood and I have no idea what it is about. I couldn't tell you anything about the plot. The um, synopsis is like super cryptic and it doesn't tell you anything. It's very short. It's only like 68 pages, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm I think that that's going to be something that I pick up next, but that's all I got. That's the only thing that's like coming to the forefront in my mind. I don't really know if there's anything I want to read next. I'm kind of in like a not a slumpy mood, but more of like a, I just want to go with the flow kind of mood right now. Right. Uh, right now, as far as watching, my boyfriend and I are actually watching uh, Big Brother Canada right now. <laughs> and why? It, I love Big Brother. That's the only reason why. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we are watching Survivor. 
So just like a bunch of like reality television right now. So I don't know. Maybe I'll try to get one of my five stars, another one of my five stars done next, but but we'll see. I already got one down, so I kind of feel kind of feel good about it. So have you gotten any new books in your possession recently? Christina brought me multiple things. Um, and they're mostly like arcs that she's getting rid of. But she also picked me up a copy of The One. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. hey. So, you know, an arc of The Deep by River Solomon. The Manning Tree Witches, which is another arc. A lot of these like have already been released. But, you know, again, they were things that she was getting rid of. And I was like, girl, send them my way. Um, also, The Deep by Amakatsu, which I've read, um, but I really liked, and the cover is gorgeous. They're remaking by Clay McLeod Chapman, who's the author of Whisper Down the Lane. That was mm. his most recent release that most people are familiar with. The Monster of Eldenhaven by Jennifer Geisbrecht. I think that's how you say the name. I don't know. Um, which is a Tor.com like novella. It's like a dark fantasy. I basically, what I did was I helped her unhaul a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we would FaceTime and she'd be like, am I keeping this or am I getting rid of it? Like, so as she was getting rid of things, I was like, you're putting that in my pile. (laughs) (laughs) So next time I see you. But yeah, that's, that's my, my haul section. What about you? I know I miss, that you did a lot of hauling, didn't oh, you? Girl, yeah, you saw the pictures. Yes. Uh, no, I, I miss my ARC days when I worked at the library. Uh, but now I'm forced to buy books, which is to lead way into my... I had a book haul. Okay, so I went to <laughs> Ollie's and Books a Million. Oh, and okay. Books a Million, there's only one like an hour away, but they have some really good sales. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Books a Million. It's great. It's like Barnes and Noble's better. I had path. one in my hometown. Yeah, and I got a lot of books. I'm only going to talk about one because I do not want to drag on too much. The one I'm <laughs> most excited about was an Ollie's find. Uh, this is originally seventeen dollars, and I got it for four dollars. Okay, that's exciting. It's Flight or Fright. This is edited by Stephen uh-huh. King and Bev Vincent. I have been wanting to get more into short story collections. And mm-hmm. this one just sounds really interesting. And I uh, like Stephen King. So I've been really looking for this. And I didn't expect to find it for $4. So that's exciting. That. Have you read that one? I have not. I've heard good things about it. Bev Vincent is someone who like works pretty closely with Stephen King. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe that he's also written some specific things on the dark tower series so he's very like that is an anthology but it was edited by king and vincent so like i trust that it is you know well done yeah i'm excited i'll have to let you know what i think once i finally get to it so lastly uh is there anything coming out that you're really excited about in terms of films or or books no. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing for this section today. But you always have something. What do you got? So mine's pretty random. Uh, it is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, my God. Stop. No. I Dylan, really, please. <laughs> I shamefully really enjoyed the first film when it came out, um, I think, in 2020. Uh, I mean, it's something special. It's nothing smart. It's just, like, really fun. And I loved Sonic as a kid. So I did, uh, too. This one has Tails, which is really exciting. 
uh, and it also has knuckles. So I am really excited. It feels like my childhood is just like <laughs> being being fed. I'm just I'm just so excited for this, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be very good or even as good as the first one. Um, but I, I'm really excited for this one to come out. So uh, it comes out in a few weeks, I think. So I'll, I'll be there opening night. I already have my tickets. Okay. <laughs> you, wow. Okay. You will go hard for Sonic the Hedgehog. So knowing that you enjoy that that first film, like what were your thoughts when they released the original character design? And Yikes, then they were bro. like. <laughs> 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 because that was honestly horrifying they i'm really, so glad that they made the decision to rework that character you know twitter i don't know if i agree with twitter most of the time especially film twitter but they really did bully <laughs> them to making him in, into a- as they should have it was horrifying dylan like that character design was scary if i was a child i would be afraid of it okay it was awful i think a big part of it was because the detective pikachu movie came out like right before the trailer came out for that i'm pretty sure oh that's and detective pikachu is honestly like a really like stunning movie when it comes to the like how the pokemon look in the real world so i think after Mm -hmm. that came out people had high hopes for sonic and then it just did not compare at all it was (laughs) i remember the day that came out and i was just pissed i was like this is the worst thing i've seen in my entire life but it was thankfully thankfully it was fixed and he looks kind of weird still but like (laughs) (laughs) but not as weird like it's manageable you know like it, it really is manageable all right so, are you ready to get into the ranking of each other's favorite movies? Absolutely. I'm ready to rank. This is a safe space. Okay. <laughs> so, right. let's talk about each other's least favorite movie, uh, which, for me, this is probably pretty obvious because we did talk about my hatred for this movie in the original video uh, episode. Not video. This is a podcast, y'all. Uh <laughs> On all podcast networks, give us a five star, please. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this movie is Moulin Rouge, which I gave a one out of five. <laughs> uh, did I attempt to rewatch it for this? No, I did no, not. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you whatsoever. I, Again, remember, this is nostalgia for me. As most of yours are. <laughs> I wish I could see the face that I'm making at him right now. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I wish I could say I understood why you liked this movie. I I mean, I don't know. It's just not my it's thing. It's like, it's very specific to, like, the time in my life uh, right. that that movie was released and, like, the association that I have with it with, like, certain people in my life. Um, you know, it, it's very, it is very specific to me. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> like, Understandably, I am sure. not, none, none of the films, and it's funny because you know, talking about like favorite films, like what I went for was comfort movies that I will like, if it comes on, I will watch it. Like things that I, this is not good cinema. I'm not here to tell you, well, (laughs) with the exception of a few. Okay. I would argue that the evil dead franchise and the thing that's good cinema, I would argue that, but like that. So anyway, I said that to say like, I was going for, just again like comfort watches things that if it's on i'm gonna watch it no matter what like things that if i need background noise i'm gonna throw it on because you know just 
shit that I love. And movies, movies are there to make us happy. They're not there to, you know, we, we can't love the only movies that are, you know, cinema or whatever, whatever the fuck film Twitter says, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So I am not at all surprised that you went with Moulin Rouge as your least favorite. So full disclosure, I have less movies to rank than you because um, I did miss one. Uh, I just ran out of time and did not get to see the Quiet Place films. No excuses. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so, the worst. I believe that we mentioned a punishment happening in the first episode. If that were to happen, so my proposition, actually my order, there is no proposition. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> my order is: not only do you still have to watch A Quiet Place one and two, and I'm fine with this. I also get to pick your next two movies you watch. You're not able to watch anything but those next. <laughs> You're going to pick something terrible. Oh, no. I mean, okay. I, I was thinking about just picking two more of my favorites, but then as you were talking, I was like, what if I just picked one movie that I would never make Sam watch otherwise? Uh, so while you are talking, I'm going to do a little bit of research. I want to give you something that would be a good time. But I'm not expecting, I'm not promising anything good, so. (laughs) Okay, I mean, listen, I am fine with this. I am 100% fine with this. So while you're doing research, we'll talk about, um, so before I start and talk about, like, my least favorite or whatever, I didn't give anything less than a three star um, when watching these. Like, all of these, they were fine. They were fun. There were a few that I really loved. Um, I would say that the one that makes it to the bottom of the list, and again, it's not because of anything bad, um, is just Chicken Run, which is <laughs> was like the fucking wild card anyway. Like, I mean, who... Nobody expected <laughs> less. No one... I, I can remember in the moment when you said Chicken Run in that episode and I screamed like I just because who would have expected that to be the movie? You know what I mean? Because I certainly didn't. Um, but I watched it and like it was a fun time. Um, I enjoy children's movies that like push the envelope, so to speak, in like they have something in there for like adults. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we talk about like what's his name? I don't remember their names. Tweety? Mr. and Mrs. Tweety. Yes, yes, correct. Yes. Like, he straight up was just going to let his wife die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, this is fine. But, like, he was like, mm, I don't think there's anything I can do. I'm just going to shut this door. Like, you know, just quietly tiptoe on out. You know, I just, I had to laugh at that. Um, but I did enjoy that there were, like, elements for adults within that movie while it's still being, you know, like a kid's movie that was fun. The animation is weird, okay, because it's claymation, you right. know, like stop motion. I know a lot um, of people who are very scared of the animation style. I'm not afraid of the animation style, but some of the texturing um, actually, like, was – this is so weird. <laughs> like, some of the texturing on, like, like for the feathers, right? it – was a little triggering to me. It made me, it gave me like the heebie-jeebies. I don't know why. Like it kind of reminded me of, are you familiar with what trypophobia is? Oh, I have it. I'm very aware. I do too. Okay. So in some of that kind of like gave me a minimal reaction, Mm -hmm. like similar to my reaction to 
you know, like lotus pods and the like. Ugh. Oh, God. Um, I know. I can't. Our collective but shudder. <laughs> I know. It was so, it was weird though, because I just wasn't expecting that. Um, but yeah, that that would have to be my, my bottom. But again, it wasn't bad. So I don't want to wait till the end of the episode to tell you your movies. I didn't want to tell okay. you now. <laughs> okay, so, tell me now. I have picked one favorite and one of my least favorite films of all time. So okay. one of my favorite films of all time is called The Final Girls. Have you heard of this one? No. So it's about this young woman. She's grieving the loss of her mother, who was a famous scream queen from the 80s. And she finds herself pulled into her mo- into the world of her mom's most favorite movie, where she must uh, fight off the killer and also, like, grieve her mother. Okay. It's, this looks fun. It's very meta. Has Taisa Farmiga from... She's from the American Horror Story series. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has Nina Dobrev from uh, Vampire Diaries. Alexander Ludwig from uh, The Hunger Games. Just like a pretty mm-hmm. good cast. And, and it's really beautiful. The cinematography is great. The soundtrack is great. I think it's something that you would really enjoy that you would probably get to eventually anyway. So Okay. So add this to my watch list. All right. So what's the one that I'm going to hate? You're going to probably hang up on me once I tell oh you God. this. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm so afraid. This is from 2019. I don't know oh, how shit. I, since I know you love unhinged musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. This stars James Corden, Judi Dench, Jason Derulo, Idris Elba, no, Jennifer Hudson, no, Rebel do Wilson. not. No. Are you fucking serious? You're really gonna make me watch this? this? You're really cats. (laughs) No. (laughs) You said James Corden, and I'm like, what? What fucking movie was he in? And then you kept listing people, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Please, God, no. Knowing exactly, God damn it. Good for you. This is free on Peacock. So. You can watch it before payday. <laughs> oh, man. Dylan, what you, am I going to do? You must have it done by the next episode. Oh, shit. You got two weeks, girl. I am. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to complain the whole time. Hey. <laughs> and I want reactions to it. Uh, it's only about two hours long, so it's not. <laughs> only two hours only two fucking hours. I'm going to be traumatized and I'm going to have nightmares. I see that you gave it one star on Letterboxd. I don't know if I even gave it a star. Oh, no. It has one star. Oh, okay. The average rating, just, you know, audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, look forward to that. Look yeah. forward to that. I'm very excited and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts, as I'm sure everyone else is as well. Tell me. Anyways... So- <laughs> Number four on my list is Pride and Prejudice, which I gave this a two out of five. I I loved that movie. And I honestly do understand why. Historical stuff for me is just like kind of hit and miss. Which uh, is so funny because there's one on your list. I know, right? So like that one's definitely a hit. So like it's not like that I'm completely against that genre. It just kind of just depends on the film specifically right. but i mean a two and a five for me that's nothing like terrible 
So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had a lot of, I had fun with it. Um, right. Kira Knightley's like great as usual, but just mm-hmm. wasn't completely my thing. But I do understand why you did enjoy it so much. I would yes. say that the next one on okay, so the remaining three that I have to talk about are all like very highly ranked for me. So these are kind of like. I don't want to say lumped together, but I would probably say Little Women um, would be next. And I loved that movie, like, a lot, okay? Like, I really loved it. I actually watched it whenever I was sick. Um, I got the plague. There was a lot of emotion in, like, the performances. Laura Dern, Florence, whatever the fuck her name is. Florence Pugh, respect to her name. Pugh. Yeah, I'm very terrible with names. (laughs) So sorry. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Like, even he was good. He was fine. You know, but like I, I thought that I just loved it and you should watch it if you haven't and you're listening because it was really fucking good. And it it took I also really liked it because it kind of took a different route than the book. So if you're familiar with the little women like the book and what that story is, um, it gives it a little twist. Which I it's, did you read the book? Mm-hmm, yeah. And did you like it? It was OK. I like it about as much as I like most classics from that right. time period. So. I didn't end up reading it, and I still kind of want to because I know I've heard it's very accessible. It's a pretty easy one to read. Uh, I just mm-hmm. I don't know if I will because it's literally a thousand pages long. So I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, oh my god, you have to read it. I don't think that it's worth running out and reading. I think that the interpretation that you know, um, what's her name, Greta Gerwig. Mm. I feel like her interpretation is much stronger than the original film. I mean, the original book, sorry. I mean, I really do. Like, I just, it was really, really good. I'm Um, glad you liked it. I think that's something something I thought you would really, really enjoy. So, Mm -hmm. Yep, it really worked for me on a lot of levels. So what's the next one for you? So number three on my list is, so number three and number two are the same rating. So they're kind of interchangeable. Uh, so the number three for me is The Thing, which was the last one I watched. And mm-hmm. I gave this one a three out of five. So I did like it. Okay. Uh, All right. I think it also comes down to like not really being my genre necessarily. But right. I, I definitely can see the merit in it. I can see why it's such a classic, uh, classic horror movie, especially with, with the practical effects. It's like so well done. It's like... I was I was texting Sam while I was watching it, and I was like, I hate gore, so this is really fun for me because it's so mm-hmm. gory and gross, yes, it is. and like the performances though were really good, and I think it definitely picks up the second half. The first half is just like kind of slow, like getting into mm-hmm. the story, but once the thing, literally the thing, shows up, it's lots of fun. So I can see why you really enjoyed it. Um, I do want to watch the prequel movie. Yeah. Even though I haven't really heard the best things, but I do love Mary Elizabeth Winston. So as far as the prequel goes, I don't think that that is a bad film by any stretch. I think that the story really works. I think like as a prequel itself to, you know, the 1980s version, um, I think that it works. My biggest complaint on that is the fact that when they and I found this out after the fact because, you know, I've loved this film for the longest And then they were like, we're doing a prequel. And I was like, hell fucking yeah. And went to the theaters to see it. And then I left the theater and I was like, what the fuck was that? Because one of the strongest points to the original film is the practical effects, as you stated. That for the time that it was um, done, 
was amazing. They did such a good fucking job. And apparently, whenever they um, filmed this this movie, they did practical effects. And the studio was like, nope, throw it all away. We're going to do CG. And it's like, why would you take that away when the original, that's what the most highly praised thing about it is. Exactly, exactly. And when you think about, like, you know, practical effects in the 80s versus practical effects now and how far, like, that has come, you had the ability to, like, do some really great stuff. And granted, not all of the CG was bad, but some of it really was. Some of it really was. And that is, I think, um, people's biggest complaint about that film. So I definitely think it's worth watching. Um, The performances and everything are good. Like, the story itself is really good. Um, It is very much the same general story of the um, Kurt Russell Mm -hmm. film or film with Kurt Russell. Um, It just changes things around just a little bit. So, and it gives you a little bit more of a background on the thing itself. So I think it's definitely worth watching. Not going to lie. The main character being a woman too also makes me excited. So (laughs) yes, I was also really pumped about that as well. Yes, absolutely. For sure. So what was your, your next favorite? My next favorite would probably have to be... So when we're talking about Scream as a franchise, like I love that franchise so much. Um, And I think I would put Scream 4 next in this this ranking. And the reason for that is... And we will go into detail on Scream as a whole. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, that film was released in 2011. I graduated college in 2011 and it's a, you know, like it's a movie about like teenagers, you know, one of the things that I love about the series is, you know, like how it leans into pop culture, right? You know, it's very like of its time. And so there was a huge nostalgia factor for me in Scream 4, just because of when that, film was released I was the age of the main characters Mm -hmm. you know and so it was just you know like relatable content whatever um so that's one of the reasons that I loved it so much but that's all I'm really going to say about that if you want to listen to my thoughts thoughts on the Scream franchise um hopefully in the next week from this release we will also have that episode up for you to listen to bonus episode I cannot yes I'm so excited to go over all the Scream thoughts here soon. Actually, in like half an hour for us, but a week for (laughs) y'all. Yes. (laughs) All right. So what next for you? So number two, I think you know what my number one is, but number two for me is Evil Dead. Uh, I get this Mm -hmm. one also a three out of five. I absolutely can see the merit of this. I can absolutely see why it is so popular and why you do love it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did watch the second one as well, and I think I like it a little bit more. Which I think is like I can see that kind of the overall consensus with this series. It's that the second one is like it's basically like retold version of the first one, just like more fleshed out. Yep. Uh, and I I really enjoyed it. It's pretty funny when it even when it doesn't mean to be. Uh, I think that the action scenes were pretty decently filmed, especially for the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just really fun. I mean, you can't really do wrong with Evil Dead, even if it's not the best story. Uh, I mean, it's just fun in general. So I really did enjoy it. I'm so glad because so my favorite of the ones that I watched of yours, 
um, was Ready or Not. Yes, I'm so, so happy. <laughs> I love Ready or Not. It's so good. I had so much fun with that movie just as a whole. I loved, um, what's the actress's name? You'll know. Uh, uh, Samara Weaving. Yes, I loved her. I thought she was fucking great. The like dynamic, like the family dynamic, you know, everybody kind of had their role, whatever. Um, but the dynamic between them, they all worked really well together. Um, I loved like the development of the main character as like she really started to realize what was fucking happening. Mm-hmm. And then the end was so fun. It was so fun. Like, obviously, I can't, like, say anything that actually happened. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, everybody is like, wait, this thing isn't going to happen. And then this thing happens. And it's just like, it's when it starts happening, oh, my God, it's so funny. One of the best pieces of cinema, like, I'm not going to lie. I think, especially for the horror genre, yeah. it's so much fun. And the ending is very controversial with people. Like, I know people who absolutely hated it. I know people who absolutely loved it. Uh, but the entire journey is just so much fun. And I I, I, I love the story. It's so creative. Samara Weaving is great. The entire mm-hmm. cast is great. The entire family is, like, really um, eccentric. And, like, they just all have different personalities. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, I'm so glad you enjoyed that movie. Uh, my yep. boyfriend and I are actually making our way through my uh, five-star movies currently. And we have watched, I believe, 30 movies so far. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we actually have a list where uh, we're ranking in his ranking of my favorite movies or, like, every movie we watch together. Mm-hmm. And I believe Ready or Not is number one or number two on that list. So oh, wow. he also really enjoys it as well. I mean, I feel like it's it's – like with good reason though. Like it's just it's a really good movie. Like um, I I don't rewatch movies all that often, honestly. Like once I've seen it, I've kind of seen it. Right. I would absolutely rewatch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I have rewatched it probably. I think it's my like number three most rewatched movie of all time or something like that. Really? Yeah. I love that movie so much. I can see that for sure. All right, so what is your favorite movie favorite of mine that you watched? Jurassic Park. Okay, I... <laughs> yes! <laughs> which this one was technically a rewatch because I watched it, like, as a kid. So yeah. I... I mean, I haven't seen it in years, probably, like, 10, 15 years almost now. Uh, and I thought it was so much fun. I ended up watching the entire trilogy. And I don't remember my ranking of the trilogy, but I... Th- pretty sure it's one two three like it's mm-hmm. just as the just as the movie order goes but i believe i gave them all at least four or five stars so mm-hmm. it's just it's really fun i'm so excited for the new one to come out this summer because it has the old cast so i am yes so i actually I, I didn't realize that it was going to have the old cast until i think you sent me like an article or something mm-hmm. about it um, and I haven't seen any of the Chris Pratt ones. Um, and now suck. I, well, like, yeah, but now I feel like I have to watch them in yeah. preparation for that because like, I just, I love that the original cast is coming back. Like, I just think that that's fucking awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's not something that I want to miss. So I need to rewatch 
the uh, Chris Pratt one so I can watch that one this summer. I'm I'm very mm-hmm. excited. So thank you for making me rewatch that because I don't know if I ever would have before. So. Love that. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you at least got a little bit of enjoyment out of my list. <laughs> yeah, but what I will get the most enjoyment of is hearing your thoughts on Cats, The Final Girls, oh A Quiet Place, and A Quiet Place Part 2. I'm going to kill myself. Like, watch cats, cats be watch cats be your favorite of the of the four. I will no, absolutely not. <laughs> because the CG and like the cat like outfits, because this has multiple things like that are are bad going for it, right? So number one, the James images Corden. of the seat. Yes. So that's number one, okay? Taylor Swift. I don't like Taylor Swift. We <laughs> talked about this. So that's strike number two. Strike number three is those like CG cats are horrifying enough to strike fear into the heart of the strongest man and give like anyone night nightmares so i've seen a lot of horror movies and i have a feeling that this is going to be the thing that gives me nightmares and i will be calling you at 3 a.m when i wake up going like oh no please get away from me you fucking cats like cat duty gents just like looking over your bed (laughs) (laughs) oh god i can't i'm so excited I'm glad you're fucking excited because I am absolutely not. I'm I'm not happy, but it's fine. It's everything is fine. Sorry, we're booked, y'all. This is how it is over here. Yes, you know. Hopefully, y'all are getting some enjoyment out of this. I hope that you enjoy my horrified reactions to fucking cats. I can only imagine when I talk about that, like it's just going to be a million f bombs. So definitely going to have to mark that one is not clean. That will be an explicit episode for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that was that was the definitive ranking of each other's favorite films. So I'm I'm very glad that you didn't hate all of them. Yes. At least I found <laughs> Jurassic Park, which is life changing. So. That's, yes, I'm so glad for you. I'm so glad you liked mine too, and I'm so glad you didn't watch one of them because now I can torture you. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I love it. I'm so excited about it. Yay. Well, you can find me online on Instagram at Dylan is reading. And you can find me online on Instagram and on Twitter at Leanne's Lit. And please remember to subscribe wherever you can on any platforms you're listening to us on. It helps us, gives us a little boost. Uh, And please give us a five-star review as well. We love five stars. We love five stars. We love it. Which is what Kat's going to be for Samantha in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, just as a reminder, um, all of the books that we mention during the episodes are always found in the show notes as well as links where you can make a purchase. Um, all of the links are affiliate links to bookshop.org where you can help to support the podcast as well as supporting indie bookstores as well. Um, you can also find our show notes um, usually on any platform that you're listening. You can also find them on our website at sorrywerebookedpod.podbean.com. And next episode is going to be pretty chill. Uh, we do have the Scream franchise discussion coming out, but that's kind of more of a bonus episode. So uh, regular scheduling for the next episode in about two weeks. We are going to be doing the coffee book tag. It's just a fun little book tag that we're going to be doing next episode. 
uh, kind of more of a chill episode. So I'm excited for that. And we both love coffee. So how mm-hmm. could we go wrong with that? Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.